0: This is the Rich Eisen Show.
1: We're not one of those shows that starts with the Dallas Cowboys just because.
0: Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles.
1: I just have to say this to start this program based off of what I saw on Sunday night. These Dallas Cowboys are for real.
0: Earlier on the show, Emmy Award winning actor Tony Shalhoub. Academy Award nominated actor Adam Driver. Coming up, MLB Network insider Tom Verducci. And now it's Rich Eisen.
1: That's correct. Our number three of the Rich Eisen show is on the air. What a fun show we've had already. Uh, the man who plays Monk on Peacock right now there's new film that is out right now called Mr. Monk's Last Case. He is, uh, it's a Monk movie, by the way. Um, Tony Shalhoub, he was on in hour number one. And then in hour number two, in studio, Adam Driver, he plays Enzo Ferrari in the new film Ferrari. And we had an epic celebrity true or false. And uh, so it's fantastic. I don't mean to interrupt you eating the donuts that Susie brought <laughs> here because uh, it's a Tuesday. And if it's yeah. a Tuesday, then Susie Schuster and Amy Trask are recording the latest episode of What the Football. Dan Patrick will be their guest today. Nice. And if it's Tuesday and they're here, somebody's bringing baked goods here. And Susie brought donuts. I don't mean to interrupt your eating. Sorry. I, I, for, I don't the no, well, show interrupting yeah. your eating. I
2: ate the head off the snowman. So All right, well, we're going to have to discuss this. <laughs> yeah. See, I finished yeah. mine while we were still in commercial. Right? Uh, so,
1: as a matter of fact, I, I get it. Uh, we've got to get to our guest, though. Yeah. Um, he is the ultimate hyphenate senior writer for Sports Illustrated and analyst for Fox and an Emmy Award winner as well. Also for Major League Baseball Network, Tom Verducci back here in the Rich Eisen Show. Good to see you, Tom. Good to see you, Rich. I have questions, Tom. I've got a lot of questions. Yeah. I have many questions. <laughs> All right. Give me the tick tock on what happened with Shohei Otani uh, at the end of last week. And then that culminated with his Instagram post that he's going to the Dodgers.
3: Yeah, well, I think he wound up at a place we thought maybe since he was in high school, right? The Dodgers thought they were going to sign him out of high school. And when this free agency began, I think we all expect that he was going to wind up with the Dodgers. And how it came to be, no one saw this coming in terms of Toronto being really the only other finalist here in the sweepstakes. And especially the the contract, $700 million just was a jaw-dropping number. Of course, it took a couple of days before we figured out, well, it's maybe not exactly $700 million. It's more like $460 million in present-day dollars. But I think, Rich, you have to look at this differently. First of all, we know he's the unicorn, right? So why not have a unicorn contract? And it is. There's nothing like it that never has been in baseball. Completely legal, completely within the, the bounds of the collective bargaining agreement. And most importantly, this was Shohei's idea. Shohei sat down with both teams and said, I want to defer most of my money. He actually started out telling his agent, Nezbolelo, can I defer everything? And he looked up and was like, well, you can't play for free. You have to play for at least the minimum. And they settled on $2 million. So now Otani is making less than Austin Barnes, the backup catcher for the Dodgers, and he's the most talented player in the history of baseball, making less than a backup catcher. So, you know, the Dodgers got themselves, and you can say this for a $700 million contract, a true bargain, so much so that now they're going after Yashinobu Yamamoto and Josh Hader because of the money they saved on Otani. It's crazy.
1: It is. All right. So let's take it one at a time here. So why, why did Otani um, not go in the direction of the Northeast? Why didn't the? Because I imagine the Yankees and the Red Sox would have fallen all over themselves to enrich him in the same way the Dodgers did, or the Blue Jays were willing to, or everyone else. Why? Why, why did Otani not go in that direction?
3: No question, you're right, and I applaud him for not using those teams to drive up the bidding and just be a stalking horse. Right? I mean, if you're a free agent, you always want to get those teams involved, if for nothing else, to get the price up. But remember, when he was a free agent, he first signed with the Angels. Uh, he could have waited two more years and made more than $200 million. Instead of coming over at age 23, he signs for $2.3 million with the Angels in a minor league contract. And he said at that time he did not want Yankees, Red Sox, Mets, you name it. The Acela Corridor ruled them out right away. First of all, this guy wants to play climate-controlled or really good weather. It's important to him because he's a two-way player doesn't want to go through cold weather, humidity, wind conditions, all those things that can disrupt your schedule. pre of routine. just didn't want the big city, but most importantly outdoors iffy weather. And that was the same case this time around where he just ruled out those teams. They were never in it. I don't Critch, I don't even think the Giants were in it based on their ballpark, their weather, the fact that they're not really a playoff caliber team right now and who should say when they will be? So really, it was just Toronto, which has a dome, which he loves, by the way. His numbers are great there. It reminds him a lot of the Sapporo dome where he played in Japan and the Dodgers. The Angels really weren't in it. They weren't getting to this kind of a number. So limited field. And this guy maxed out at the greatest contract ever for an athlete.
1: So the Angels. So I guess in, in, in retrospect, the Angels should have flipped him a couple summers ago or something like that. I mean, is that it's a fair twenty twenty hindsight to have here, Tom? At all? You
3: can you could definitely make that argument just based on you know the arc of a team and especially the Angels, who haven't been in the playoffs in forever, to just try, try to get something out back. But I look at it this way, Rich: this guy really is you know our Babe Ruth in this generation, even better. I mean, Babe Ruth didn't play this long as a two way player the way Otani has. And he was drawing card. It's like this priceless gem that you have, and you it's you have something of value, and you just don't trade it up so you can get what a few more players in your minor league system to be better down the road. You know, Artie Moreno, you can make a lot of arguments about how he runs that team uh, smartly or not, but he loves having star players there who will draw fans. And those people got to watch Shohei for six years. There's value to that. And listen, this year when they at the trade deadline. They had a winning record, uh, a positive run differential, like two or three games out of it. You can't pull the plug on a season. No, I wasn't talking about it. Point.
1: I wasn't talking about it this year. I'm talking about it last year because I mean, let, let's be straight up here, Tom. I mean, you can't be uh, obviously the number seven is surprising, and <laughs> yeah. as as is the structure. Um, but two summers ago, you got to sit here and think to yourself are we willing to go to five? Are we willing to go to six? Because that's going to be the number if we keep playing this thing out. And 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 I'll tell you, you know, uh, again, you know, Suze, you know, Suzy Schuster, you know her, because you guys, you know, met years ago when the Angels with uh, with, with Tim Salmon and Erstad. I mean, th- those guys weren't like Trout or Otani, but everybody was filling up that stadium because they were winning. So you put some winning players in there they're gonna they're gonna fill the place up, Tom. That's she. She was there. You were there. I was there. That's the that's my point about it with the Angels here. There's you know?
3: no doubt that what you said is true. I mean, putting a winning team in there is going to be more attractive. You look at their attendance; and they still haven't gotten back to the level where they were with winning teams. So that, there's no question about that. I, I just think with Otani, you're never going to win a trade like that, and more than that, he can come back and haunt you because he is just the unicorn in the game. It's just this priceless asset. That someone like Artie Moreno, who loves having name players who bring people to the ballpark, was mm-hmm. just not going to trade. In fact, teams called and it was Artie Moreno, the owner, not the general manager, who took him off the trade market that year, two years ago.
1: Tom Verducci here on the Rich Eisen show. Okay, so now let's get to the money. It was Otani's idea to defer money and he came up with the figure initially of all of it. Is that what you're saying? To me?
3: Well,. <laughs> Well, what he said to Nez Bolello is, can I defer my salary? And he wasn't dead set on all of it, but they had to look up what exactly is allowed in the CBA. What they found was the greatest percentage that's ever been before this one uh, deferred was Max Scherzer with the Nationals. He had half, 50 percent of the $210 million contract that the Nationals deferred. You have a couple of guys, Mookie Betts, uh, a couple of other guys in the 20 percent, maybe 30 percent. That's it. So once Nesbolo said you can't play for free, you have to have some number, They some reason they came up with $2 million. It's as good as a one or three, I guess. Uh, but, yes, it was Otani's idea. Now, a couple of reasons for that, Rich. He didn't want any team, and it was mostly likely going to be the Dodgers, to have to pay such a prohibitive luxury tax that they didn't have room to add players around him. It was really important for him that he didn't hamstring a team. And the other thing is, even making $2 million next year, guess who the highest paid player in baseball is it's Shohei Ohtani because he's making 50 million off the field. There's nobody like him in baseball in terms of being an international, you know, brand ambassador for whatever you want. So he's got 50 million in his pocket going to the next year. So if you defer out 680 million, 10 years from now with no interest, he's okay with that. I mean, just imagine the cartwheels the Dodgers did down the hallways when he came up with this idea that I'll play for you for 2 million a year crazy
1: so does this mean that the 2033 or 2034 through 2043 dodgers are going to have to pay 68 million dollars on it does that count towards a luxury tax then or that's this is now completely separate from what counts towards a luxury tax or the dodgers just don't care that the entirety of the collective bargaining agreement may be totally different by then anyway let's just kick the can down the road and, and screw it in Weird World Series now. What about that?
3: Uh well, they don't care because they're essentially getting a Ferrari that they don't have to pay for until 10 years from now and with no interest attached to it. And let's try that the number is actually 46 a year, not seventy a year in true present-day dollars. Now they'll have to fund that money. They will have to pay that 60 million per year starting in 2034. By the way, they're also going to have to pay Mookie bets about 10 or 11 million. Those guys will be 48, 49 years old. They're still collecting millions upon millions from the Dodgers. But as you fund that money and it accrues interest and it's less than that far out than it is today, that's a no brainer for the Dodgers to do. And, you know, I hate to say this because we're so accustomed, Rich, to looking at these deals and saying they're all Trojan horses, right? What What is going on here, actually? And Otani's just a different cat, man. I always say, when you think about what's the golden age of baseball, it's usually that time when you were 10 years old, right? Because that's when you just have these uh, wide eyes and you're looking at baseball for the first time and falling in love. Well, not to sound corny, but that's the way Otani looks at the game. And I think we're better off looking, like this, looking at this like Otani and being more naive than cynical when it comes to this deal. It's a great deal for the Dodgers – and it's a great deal for Otani. And he did take this from a really humble point of view to say, I don't want to hamstring the team. And I can afford to do this by getting $50 million coming to me off the field.
1: Well, and again, though, it's not like the NFL and the NBA where you're circumventing a, a hard cap and you're taking advantage of the soft part of a cap. This is to avoid paying lower market teams money that you don't want them to just pocket. Because it's not going to go back into the competitive spirit of the game because they're going to, the Angelos aren't going to suddenly say, we're going to start paying people 20, $25 million a year because we'll take some luxury tax money and do that. So, my question for you is the luxury tax was set up so teams like the Dodgers wouldn't have the top of an order being Betts, Freeman, Otani. That's why you have this system, and it's now been completely circumvented now by the largesse yes of somebody as you point out is not cynical in Otani, but it's happening. How does Major League Baseball feel about this right now?
3: Uh, first of all, they're happy that this guy is with the Dodgers, right? I mean we have not seen Otani in the postseason and it's a pretty good chance considering the Dodgers have been in the postseason 11 straight years, you're going to see that now. You want your best players in the biggest stage. That's going to happen. Dodgers are a big brand. There's no question about it. This helps Major League Baseball. As far as circumvention, circumvention goes, I mean, this is totally allowable in the CBA. Listen, Otani, you're never going to see someone play uh, pitch and hit like Otani ever again. Not at this level. I'm sorry. People are saying, you know, does this open the door for more Otanis? No, he, he's that uh, much of a unicorn. And the same with this contract. What other player, Rich, is going to get to free agency? and say defer 97% of my salary. (laughs) Nobody. I mean, again, the Dodgers must have been doing cartwheels when he brought that up. Most guys walk in there and they say, I want the money. I want to set records. I want a luxury box. I want uh, limo rides or plane rides back and forth to home. I want all these perks. He didn't ask for any of that. He actually did the opposite and said, you can have the money for 10 years. I don't need it. Exactly what he said. He actually <laughs> told the Dodgers these numbers are laughable. He used that word. I mean, we just have to look at Otani differently than we do most of these players who get to the peak of their profession and want to max out because their value is detached. Don't get me wrong. He still has great value. Nobody's feeling sorry for him in terms of the money. But this is a very gracious, unusual, and I think unique gesture. And as far as the salary structure, Rich, I look at it now is we used to have the haves and the have-nots. We have three tiers now. You have the Dodgers and the Mets, then you have the haves, and then you have the have-nots. <laughs> and that's the way it is right now. And maybe the Yankees want to join the, the, the Dodgers and the Mets, and maybe Yamamoto pushes the Yankees in that regard. Um, but yeah, they're playing by different rules. But look what happened to the postseason last year. Arizona took them out in three games. So that's the great equalizer. The baseball postseason now is the great equalizer. It's hard to imagine the Dodgers not making the playoffs when they have Otani 10 straight years. But how many championships? I don't know. If they get one, that's a lot the way the game is going because of the postseason, because being that super third-tier team, that super team, so to speak, doesn't guarantee you anything in a five-game series.
1: Tom Verducci, a couple minutes left. I've got two more questions for you. First one, what about Mike Trout? Any idea how this is landing with him and what 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 he might wanna do, do you think?
3: Yeah, I mean, first of all, the whole idea that Trout was gonna be traded was a, a complete false narrative. If you know Mike Trout, he's not that kind of a guy. He wants to please people. He's just the same kid from Millville, hangs out with the same high school buddies, never gotten a free agency, Remember, there were about 22 teams that passed on Mike Trout. The Angels drafted him. He's never forgotten that. He has signed two extensions with them. The only way they would ever trade Mike Trout is if he walked in and said, get me out of here, trade me. He's not doing that. Now, he may go in there and say, listen, you guys better figure out a way to make this team more competitive because I want to win. But he's not the kind of guy to say, trade me.
1: And Yamamoto is the, the biggest name that's out there. What, what, what does everything else look like now that the Otani domino has finally fallen?
3: Yeah, this is amazing because Yamamoto. People thought the number was going to be a little over two hundred million dollars. Plus, there's a posting fee attached to that, about thirty to forty million. Now that number is going to wind up over three hundred, whether it's with the posting fee or without. It, it, the market's going up because literally half the teams in baseball want to sign these guys. takes it, a free agent at twenty-five as a number one pitcher, and he's got the Yankees and the Mets bidding against each other. And oh, by the way, the Dodgers asked Otani, "How would you feel about?" Yamamoto being on the team, too. He's like, go for it. Sure. This is one reason why I'm deferring all this money. And they're after Josh Hader. I mean, so Yamamoto is really going to kill it. But there's also Roki Sasaki coming from Japan. If he is posted, to me, he's actually the better pitcher than Yamamoto. He throws a lot harder. He's more of a strikeout pitcher. Yamamoto is great. Don't get me wrong. He's a real pitchmaker. But I don't know where Yamamoto is going to wind up, but that number keeps going up. He's got until January 4th to sign, and he's got the Yankees, the Mets, and the Dodgers falling over Mm. themselves trying to sign him. I think he's going to do okay, Rich.
1: I think so, too. What's the—I lied. Last one for you. The most likely owner to call his superstar player and say— how much do you want to defer? Who's, who's the one that's going to call up the, the their superstar player making a gajillion dollars and saying this 90, 90 to 7 percent? What do you think? You just give it a whirl. <laughs> hey, you miss 100 uh, percent of the shots you don't take, right? So which which owner do you think going to do that, Tom?
3: Yeah, so, I think uh, maybe the Dodgers do that again with Yamamoto. It oh worked once God. already. Just keep it going, man. If, if Shohei can do it. Why can't you? <laughs>
1: Tom, thanks for the time, man. Let's do this more often to delight. Thanks Love for the it, information. Rich, thanks. Right, right back at you. That's Tom Verducci of Sports Illustrated, Fox, and Major League Baseball Network. How does Major League Baseball feel about this? That's the question I asked. How dumb of me to ask that question? Because I'm sitting here thinking. What they wanted. I'm sitting here thinking. They, they set these rules up to prevent a team with a gajillion dollars going out and having a lineup that starts with Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and Shohei Ohtani. They have done that on purpose to make it tough for very rich people who don't like to spend money when it goes to other people who don't like to spend money. Okay? If... You are very rich owning a team. You spend money and it shows up on your field and it shows up with a trophy in your case. Go for it. You are a rich person and the cost of putting people on your field and putting a trophy in your case costs you money. You have to give to other rich people, you know, are rich and will not use that money in the same way to compete with you but would rather feather their own nests. You're like, to hell with that. And that's how they have set up these rules. And now maybe the richest team in the sport has circumvented these rules because they found a unicorn who can not only hit for power, but run for days like a deer and throw like a Cy Young player. And that person is like, I'm rich enough. (laughs) Pay me nothing. Pay me nothing. (laughs) Tom Verducci said his first thought to his agent was like, can I defer all of it? All of it.
4: What? I'm getting
1: 50 mil from cat food. Why do I need this? Can I defer defer all of it? And here I am saying to Tom Verducci, well, how does baseball feel about that? And he's just like, Well, he's going to a team that's made 11 straight postseasons, and what better way to get people to watch the sport than have the most famous guy on planet Earth in the sport play when the most eyeballs are on the sport and be in the number two media market of the United States of America, and they play San Francisco, which is a top five media market. They play Chicago, which is a top five media market, and they visit New York number one media market
5: for one of the most legendary franchises
1: and um on top of it no one else will do what otani just did which is like defer all of it so the rules still have teeth but in this case you know that's the way uh (laughs) the omelets made we broke a few eggs out there in los angeles holy crap why couldn't he do it for the Yankees? (laughs) What? For the Red Sox? For the Red Sox. (laughs) And there's a guy in New York City.
2: Yeah, it's Uncle Cousin Steve. He's pretty like, wait a minute, I could have done this. Here's when I know that the Sox weren't going to sign Otani. When they traded Mookie Betts? (laughs) Well, that too. (laughs) That was the first sign. Okay. (laughs) It was April this year, and it was pouring down rain, and he was starting for Anaheim, and he looks around and goes, yeah, this sucks.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and so if he was like, he doesn't want cold weather, because it messes with his. Yeah. His. Uh, any it, type
2: of rainouts, any of that stuff.
1: It, it messes with his preparation. Yeah. So. We had the, no chance. So the, neither did the Cubs. You yeah. heard like the Cubs are in on it.
2: No chance.
5: Look, at least I can tolerate and like the Dodgers, so I'm cool with that. No. I'm, no, even the Sox would have annoyed me. The Yankees would have annoyed Who me. Who are you? What are you talking about? You're a Clipper about? fan. You're a Clipper
1: <laughs> fan. They're the Lakers of baseball. What's the matter with for you? The Angels.
5: I should. Well, my grandfather, my grandfather yeah. was the biggest Dodger you're a fan, fan on earth. So. You're,
1: dude, you are a Met fan yeah. and you're a Clipper fan, which means you would fit right in with the Angels fans. <laughs> nah, you like would I fit said, right I, in. Just get your Thunder sticks and go right down, <laughs> like I said, to my, Anaheim, pal. Because you fit right in perfectly there. I
5: grew up watching Dodgers games, so this I, guy. I got no
1: problem with the Dodgers. This guy. But when it comes to professional football. He's not he's not rooting for those clucky teams, has he?
5: I think I just said.
1: All right. I'm just (laughs) bitter. I'm a bitter, bitter man right now hearing all this information.
5: Nobody likes the Dodgers?
2: Is that what you said? No. There's
1: a lot of people here who what do. What are you
2: talking about? Nobody, 49 likes States, nobody likes the Dodgers.
1: Who has more car flags here in Los Angeles? Lakers fans or Dodger fans?
2: Dodger I fans. saw a Charger car flag on my drive home the other day.
1: Oh, my God. Was it Easton Stick? <laughs> Might have
2: been. All right.
1: Let's take a break here <laughs> on the Rich Eisen Show. Why is he not playing baseball? Phone calls and overreaction Monday on a Tuesday coming up. Back on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. I'm at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Lee in Santa Barbara, you've been hanging on for a while. What's up, Lee?
4: What's up, my fellas? How you guys doing? What's going hey, on? What up, Lee? Hey, Lee. Hey, this is Lee, man. TJ, I got your TJ Plus up in the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sounds,
1: Lee. I'm just, I'm just gonna say this. You know, we, 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 we've just got to meet you. Uh, last time you called in, sounds like you're sampling some of that plus right now. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs>
4: well, you know, you you have to you have to see. You know, like product. Like you know, mm-hmm. if it's, it's good enough, you know. Understood. Yeah, true. No, it. no, no. Listen, yeah. test it out.
1: Uh, it's no know It's it's the uh, it, you've you you woke, and it's the Great Santa Barbara Baking Show that we've got right <laughs> oh, here on Roku.
4: Magic, we live in this. Be- it's like seventy-one degrees outside. It's amazing. It is this beautiful. It's December. What you know? No, I understand. That's yeah, why we're lucky. That's why Otani
1: didn't want to leave. Want to leave. Yeah. What's on your mind, Lee? What's on your mind? <laughs>
4: um, um. Well, first of all, I just want to go around the room real quick. Brockman. You need to take me to a Rams game one day. I'd really like that. Okay, sure, Uh, absolutely.
1: He's got to go first,
4: Lee. Jason, when he picks me up, uh, when I go to the Rams game with Rockman, can you give me a ride in your Maserati? Okay, (laughs) Yeah,
1: you got it. Okay.
4: And TJ, thanks for the call this morning. I really love you, dude. You're my favorite guy.
5: You're welcome. You got the cup.
4: I want to give a shout out to an LA deli called Wexler's Deli. Have you guys ever been there?
5: No, sir. I've heard of it.
4: Well. The day after I was on your show, Rich, I went, had an interview. They're opening up a place here in Santa Barbara. Okay, and he was like, "You're Lee from Santa Barbara," <sighs> and I got hired because of you, Rich. What? Audience hey! hey! consulting. Hey, that's hey. that's wow. us doing our job, Lee. That's what's up. Now for the sports thing, I wanted to talk about why I think the Chiefs are screwing up. Okay. Um, two words, Eric, the enemy. Hmm. Uh. Like I don't know. I play a lot of. I have thirty something fantasy football teams. You know what? Yeah, I do. I really. I'm kind of. It's kind of in, insane. My okay. girl doesn't like it very much. You know? Okay. <laughs> but uh, if you look, fam how on a weekly basis outscores fantasy oh. fantasy numbers than <laughs> Patrick Mahomes.
1: I hear you, Lee, and, and 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 you know I and I I see where you're going on that front. And by the way, thank you for calling and call back again. Okay, brother, you be well. Um,
4: what are you smoking bro? Give me something.
1: Thank you. <laughs> hey, TJ Plus. Hey, no, but we, in, we in, know, in all seriousness <laughs> though, the the, the, the fantasy, he, the fantasy aspect of it, I just wanted to place aside. The Eric Bieniemy part of it is yeah, you, uh, well, I, I, you know you heard that from Chris Long yesterday. The name Eric Bieniemy and you're hearing that a lot because last year with all due respect to Juju Smith-Schuster, they won a Super Bowl with the pretty much same receiving core, right? More that less. That they currently have right now. And Rasheed Rice is replacing, if you will, Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju, yeah. right, right. Juju out and Rasheed in. And he's better than Juju Smith-Schuster right now. I think we can all say that, although Juju's kind of been in an offensive wasteland in New England all year. With all due respect, though, this kid Rasheed Rice has been – a revelation compared to the way everyone else around him plays in the receiver room for Kansas City and Chris Long said yesterday and we posted it on our Instagram page and TikTok and everything else at Rich Eisen Show uh with a reel where he basically said I, I don't think Mahomes' receivers hate him but you know it, it sure seems like it sometimes and he mentioned Eric Bieniemy because what is the difference if receivers are dropping it and not running the routes at proper depth and not being there where Mahomes is expecting him to, and that might be a a residual effect of not feeling that they're being held accountable enough. Now, the issue with that is, I would imagine Mahomes is in charge of making the players feel accountable, and it's one of those red asses and all-time greats that you just simply don't want to let down. You think Marquez Valdez-Scantling looks likes looking at Mahomes no. after he drops one or you like, you know, if one of the, you, you think Sky Moore, if he runs the route at the wrong depth, likes going back to Mahomes. Cause he knows they all know what's happening. And so does Mahomes, which is why I think he snapped after Kadarius Tony was called for offensive offsides at the ref because What's he gonna do? Air out Tony like that in front of in front of Tony Romo and everybody? Yeah, you had a good point with that. Yesterday. And so because him he, he just didn't sound rational. Like him going up to, no, I, to no. Josh Allen afterwards and complaining to Josh. Yeah, and
2: Josh is like, all right, like, oh. <laughs> what is he gonna say?
1: Or or saying that the refs should just let him play. The ref, when the ref threw the flag, had no idea one of the craziest, off the wall, yeah. remarkable plays was about to unfold and be erased. By his flag, he had no idea. Yeah, Flag's sure. thrown. What we could have been a sack. And he went on officiating the rest of the play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it doesn't really make sense. It's irrational. So I'm trying to get a rational thought where he just lost it, yep. and he went on uh, local radio uh, in Kansas City yesterday and 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 made mention.
4: Obviously, you don't want to react that way. I just, I mean, I care, man. I love it. I love, I love this game. I love my teammates, and I, I want to go out there and put everything on the line to win. Um, but uh obviously can't can't do that I mean can't be that way towards officials or really anybody in in life. Um, so I probably regret acting like that um but more than anything i mean i, re- I regretted the way I, I acted towards uh Josh after the game because he had nothing, nothing to do with it and um so I, I was uh I, I was still hot and emotional um that you can't do that, man. it's not a great example. Uh, uh, for for kids watching the game, so uh, that 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 was more upset about that than I was all, about me on the sideline.
1: That's the drive with Carrington, Harrison, and uh, yeah, Sports of, Machine. I think Sam, for, Sean Levine for saying all that. Exactly, he has enough goodwill build up too. That like so, let's just if there's anybody who's earned a, a pass, him to go, you know, to hit free parking and then you, in collect money on go and go around yeah. the, the you know and.
2: Probably the water's been boiling since week one. Yeah.
1: I, I, I believe that's what it is. You yeah. know?
2: Like your point yesterday, yeah. Rich, was that
5: he was yelling at his receivers through the... you've Right, through and so, the through the refs. And you've yeah. heard
1: coaches that won't call out the star player, but will go all over the 53rd, 52nd man on the roster about doing the thing that the, the star player yeah. did, and you and you jump on the player that you, you can. It's like a Jimmy
5: Johnson thing, right? So I,
1: I, Let's just call it for what it is, what it was, a penalty, and something that the Chiefs are 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 a frustrated bunch right now. It won't happen again. And giving a pass to to well, I mean, just Kadarius Toney should just line up on sides. <laughs> All would. right, let's uh, let's hit it right now. It's it. an overreaction it. Monday on a Tuesday. Hit it, hit it.
4: That was terrible. That was crap.
0: That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction. Mondays. Monday. Monday. On a Tuesday. All
4: right. Tuesday. I like it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do you got over there, Chris?
2: Hey, guys. What's up? What, um, up, G? what do you got? Hey. We're doing better than the Dolphins. <laughs> Miami. Not serious Super Bowl contenders.
1: All no, right. That's an overreaction.
2: The disrespect is real.
1: It is indeed real. <laughs> Come on, man. Well, they haven't not beaten just,
2: anybody. Two is horrible in prime time, a, and then they go out last night and dude, do that.
1: The number of times we've seen teams struggle in late late games that they should win and,
4: when you and then go on a run.
1: I'm not going to <laughs> discard them. I will not discard them. They're still incredibly talented. I love the coach. I love the players on that team in terms of getting to where this team needs to go. I think they lost focus. I think they lost Tyreek Hill. And I think they, you know, for a very significant period of the game, they lost their center. I know these are all quote-unquote excuses, but I'm not going to discard them as serious Super Bowl contenders. You are not serious people. Thank you very much. (laughs) I'll just call that an overreaction. I understand why you'd react that way. Let's see what happens. They've got some, you know, some competition coming up. Again, Miami, two of their final four opponents is Dallas at home and at Baltimore and then you can add Buffalo on for size at the end of it
2: they may not win any of these games I
1: hear you they might win them all too you never know that's true what else Chris
2: I'm watching the Eagles play the last couple of weeks and you know what (laughs) David Carr was right they should rest Jalen Hurts until he's 100%
1: no way no way come on man when did he get hurt? After he galloped in the end zone like a deer against the Buffalo Bills to end that I mean, game in overtime?
2: is a wonderful thing.
1: Okay. He's definitely not right. He's definitely not playing as well as he did last year.
2: You're going to put Marcus
1: Mariota against the Dallas Cowboys? Is that really what you were going to do? They already, they already have went to Gardner Minshew last year.
2: Step. Come on. You're not going to do that. They're already in the playoffs. So get him healthy because for when it really matters. Do you care about winning the Super Bowl or not?
1: No. I still disagree with David. I do think he is not 100%. I do not believe Marcus Mariota should be placed in the starting role if, just because Hertz needs to get rest up. I mean, if the guy is w- physically able to go, run the ball a little better or focus a little bit more on DeAndre Swift. I mean, you know who dropped the ball? A.J. Brown had one right in his hands, right on the, right on the uh, three-yard line in the first quarter of that game. Dropped it. You know, Devontae Smith had a touchdown, dropped it. All three of them fumbled it. Why? You don't think that would happen if, the, if Marcus Mariota was starting? That's an overreaction. You're, you're you're two for two right now. You should you're so good. I'm on fire at this hit rate. You should defer ninety seven percent of your salary. Is that an overreaction? Let's talk
2: offline, Rich. Okay. <laughs> Watching the Bears play, Rich. God, Fields is so good. I like him. The Bears should take Marvin Harrison first overall. No Let's go. Let's go. Way.
5: We love Marvin Harrison here. You
1: know what they should do? They should wind up, if you are Justin Fields, you should trade whoever's two. If whoever's two needs a quarterback, trade with them. Go down one spot. Get all their picks. Get not all their picks, but a significant amount. And then use that one on Marvin Hassan. You're just going to choose him first overall, and you're. Come on. Who
2: cares? Why not?
1: I think he's incredibly talented, but he's, he's going still to the Hall of Fame. Rich, he, uh, he's incredibly talented.
2: We already know what his bust looks like. Uh, yeah, okay. it's already done. Just Great. Add, Just, add the long hair to it. First overall.
1: I don't know. I I, I still find it. Uh, it's. I think Keyshawn's the last receiver that'll be gonna go first overall forevermore. So go down to two.
2: Go down to three. You well, know, go down three, and go Rich. get him. What if nobody wants to go up? I'll Somebody's well. gonna want to
1: go up for Caleb Williams. Drake May announced yesterday he's playing. In the NFL next year. We knew that. He announced, he, he announced he's going. Come on, man. You
5: think he'll last to the Cowboys pick?
1: No. <laughs> Drake <May or> Marvin, <laughs> you Harrison? don't need him. You got the MVP. What are you talking about? You You're about to pay Dak $55 a no, year. I'm about Marvin. Oh, I got you. Yeah.
2: What well, Marvin? I'm what else, Chris?
1: You're three for three now, man.
2: I love it. Well, you're gonna love this one. Oh man. my God! <laughs> you're about to hit for the cycle. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I'm about to go around the base for the overreaction cycle. Here we Here, go. Here's the deal. Here Here, deal, Rich. What yeah. am I? Do- what am I doing?
1: You're hey, doing Tommy DeVito. Hey, how you doing? Oh, Daniel Jones should the be Giants out. Tommy should DeVito.
2: trade Daniel Jones and start DeVito in
1: 2024. Let's see how he finishes this year. Let's see how he finishes he's this Daniel year. Daniel
2: Jones out of here. Do
1: me this favor and ask me this question on the the first uh, overreaction Monday of 2024. Do me that do me that favor. Let's put a pin in this one right now. Yeah, you think do his team
2: you think Daniel Jones is getting his teammates to rally around him and do whatever he does? He doesn't even have a thing. DeVito's got a thing. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a moxie. Yeah. He's got an agent wearing a cool hat. Got cutlets. Daniel Jones doesn't have that. <laughs> he's got cutlets. He's got tailgates with 300 people. Daniel Jones sells insurance.
1: Who's who? Who's, you want to trade Daniel Jones to the Patriots? No. Okay. <laughs> see, you have to understand, there's got to be a trade partner for this to be real. Someone, which, someone again, take leads me to believe, there's again.
2: There's 55 starting quarterbacks Do me year. this
1: favor, Chris. Put a pin in it. Maybe the first overreaction Monday once the season's over. Let's see how he finishes up.
2: Yeah, make a note of that. What else you got? NFC North. Bah. They're getting just one playoff team. You said three like two weeks ago.
1: That's a different time now. Of course. That's not an overreaction. Changed. That's perfect. Yeah, man. And I understand. This. What the oh, are the Packers
2: doing last and night? And I
1: understand there's <laughs> there's, there's three of them at six and seven. One of which is good enough to be a division leader.
2: Vikings, you told me Nick Mullins going to the playoffs? Tommy,
1: no. By the way, Tommy DeVito's going to New Orleans this week. Tommy. He's going to show them. He's, he's going to show them. Cutlets over beignets. <laughs> cannolis over beignets, cutlets over turtle soup,
5: red beans and rice. I don't know. Wait nice a minute. hold on. I am I'm
1: I'm mixing it up. on a minute. He's going to show. Hold on a minute. It's going to be it's going to be cannolis <laughs> over beignets. Po boys. Um, <laughs> cutlets
2: over po boys.
1: It's going to be. Um, yeah,
2: that's
5: a good one. Cutlets yeah. over po, uh, po uh,
1: boys. Uh, what? Uh, um, minestrone over uh, jambalaya. 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 Well, I don't I don't know. Know.
5: gumbo's good though, dog. I
1: know, yeah. but I never know. Veal cutlets over turtle. Totally. And again, I'm not really a Cajun food guy.
2: (laughs) Creole, to What else? I agree Uh, there. Okay, Justin Herbert out for the season. Yes, sir. This guy needs to demand a trade. Herbert needs a change of scenery. Let's get him out of here. No, 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 no. Let's get him somewhere else. Let's just. you think the bear would the Bears trade fifth overall to the Chargers for Herbert? No.
1: Why would the Chargers trade him? He's a treasure.
2: It doesn't matter. It's not up to them. If well, he says, I want out, this team is well, a why would he want out and a cancer. I'm never going to win here. Nah. I'm awesome. All the nerds think I'm great. He might just get need, me somewhere else.
1: He might just need a change of uh, coaching, and he might get it very soon.
2: Yeah, he could have Mike That's coaching. That's an
1: overreaction, so. too. Hopefully, you just don't ever think you'd want to change the scenery here, Chris. You're too valuable.
2: Thanks, Rich. What Did else you, you got? get that
1: memo? Thank you. Do you got one more? <laughs>
2: Last one. Great. We talked about Otani and the money. And, we did. And the Dodgers haven't won a World Series since 1988. Guess what? Mike Trout not true. They won one cup in 2020. Yeah, no, they true. didn't. Okay. No one thinks that's a real World Series. Oh my Get God. over yourself, Dodger fans. Mike Trout is going to win a World Series before Shohei Otani. All right, dude. <laughs>
5: With who?
1: Book it!
2: What is happening to him?
5: Is is Mike Trout staying with the Angels? I don't care. Mike Mike Trout Trout is going to get a ring on his
2: finger before Otani. Is he getting married? That's what. he'll get married. He's already married. Okay, well then that's, come on. Mike Trout's definitely not finishing his career in Anaheim, so he's going to go somewhere else and win a title That's so off the wall
1: that overreaction is, to use that word, is an underreaction to that take. That's on fire. As a matter of fact, we should remove it because it might burn holes through people's television screens <laughs> pay right now. Paying a tiny
2: $700 million to go out in the first round? Come okay. on. Well, they're not. to pay them $2 million.
1: Okay. You know, so. Well done, Chris. Very well done. That's why I'm here. Excellent. All right. Uh, we'll take a break. Uh, we'll come. By the way, our Overreaction Monday podcast is available where all podcasts can be acquired. Uh, as soon as we are done, Susie Schuster and Amy Trask will record the latest edition of What the Football, Dan Patrick, will be zooming in. Uh, and when we come back, there's apparently a story. Did you hear why Tyreek Hill got back in the game?
2: Oh, I geez. did read something on I saw Twitter. something that his wife <laughs> it was involved. Susie <laughs> will join us to discuss <laughs> okay. this next.
4: I
1: think this is going to be an excellent use of our final segment in real estate. That's next. This is The Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster here, getting ready to shoot What the Football with uh, Amy Trask, Dan Patrick, on the program. So I did not know uh, why Tyreek Hill came back in the game. Because when he, when, he, when he turned his ankle last night on that hip drop, it sure looked like he was being pulled from behind yeah, as well, right? the, the, horse, yeah, the collar. horse collar. And, and, and you could see, like, there was a wrap on his ankle, and there was a trainer holding his helmet. Like, they wouldn't give him his helmet back. Yep. When that happens, I thought he's done for the night. Yep. But he came back in in the third quarter, and I was wondering, didn't I even say earlier in the program, I'm like, maybe Mike McDaniel was trying to hold him back due to precaution, and he realized that the game was too close, he had to put him back in. Apparently his wife was involved. Mm.
2: In
1: this. Mm. Uh, this is Tyreek Hill after the game.
2: When it happened, like my, my first reaction was like, man, my, my ankle broke. Then my, my adrenaline kicked in. I ran off the field. And then I sat for a while and got stiff. I was just going through a lot of pain. man. So then I just made up in my mind. I came in at halftime. I texted my wife. I was like, bro, like, this sh- hurt. Like, need an ankle massage tonight. She was like, you better get your ass back in that game, dog. I like, <laughs> so I just made up in my mind that it's going to hurt. It's going to suck tomorrow morning, t- tonight and tomorrow morning. You know, and I just went back in the game on my own. Like, not anybody saying reek, go. Like, nah, it was like. So I got to gotta get out there, you know, and bring some energy and be that spark. So
6: hold on. <laughs> hold on. Yes. Tyreek, you did not come back into the game on your own. You came back into the game because you are afraid of your wife. And I like that about you. <laughs> well, she That's right. You did not come back into the game on your own, Tyreek. You came in because you were scared to show up in your own house if you didn't get back in the game. And I am here for it. And I like it. And I endorse it. I got to be honest. She that, called th- him a wimp. Get back
1: in the game. That was also my interpretation. Now, it might not be as aggressive right. as you just stated. <laughs> but it did seem like what would be more of a pain for him? The throbbing <laughs> ankle or facing his wife after she told him to go back in the game. And he's like, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. I'll be back. Nice. And that's what he said. From yeah. the baby chair. Yeah. So that. That was my interpretation, too.
6: What makes me feel good about that is sometimes I feel badly when I'm listening to the show in the car and I call in to either you, the mm. show, Brockman, TJ, You're texting. anybody, because I can't help it. And she felt the same way. She was like, get off your ass and get back in the game. And he was like, yes, ma'am.
1: Suck it up. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he, he he came up with 50 more yards. and they, he led, Immediately caught two I deep know. passes.
6: <laughs> Immediately. Because by the way he was fine because men can be wussies. Uh, and so we just have to say
2: like I don't, we go. I don't I don't really think that... Yeah. I, I don't no I don't think that.
6: Call me after but. you have a child and then we'll have a conversation. Get back in the game dog. I think she called him dog. Well
1: mm. she Get back in the, the game dog. Yeah. That part, yeah, but. go you have a baby.
2: Yeah. I mean I passed a kidney stone. It's whatever. Kind
5: of <laughs> it hurt, right? You
2: really uh, just said that shame. to somebody who's been in labor three times. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it hurt. Yeah, uh, great. I, don't try to diminish my pain.
1: So, by the way, maybe so just maybe maybe there needs to be a phone on each sideline of the National Football League where a wife can tell the player. Suck what it up kind and of get hot your-
6: nightmare is that? <laughs> men everywhere. Oh, I can go <laughs> can I tell you something
1: really funny? And if, I think she, I- if, she, if she if she gotten. Two of them maybe have been back in the second quarter. Yeah.
6: After Amy and, and my podcast last week, you know, we always it's on YouTube, obviously, and mm-hmm. um, somebody wrote in the comments, "Run, Rich, run!" Do <laughs> you run? <were> <laughs> Why? Yeah, Quite I because, think because they think I'm just horrible. But well, I mean, your
1: introduction, oh, everyone fine. should check it out. You know, again, it's Susie saying, "And look who's back here on uh, on what the football." It's it's Rich Eisen. Hi. That was your introduction. (laughs) Hi. What
6: am I supposed to do? Talk about your accolades? I mean. I don't know. Hey, everybody. He's the multi-Emmy nominated show host, Rich Eisen, also known as the guy that leaves his clothes on the floor from the hip. Oh, my God. Everybody welcome Rich Eisen. Hi.
0: This is the Rich Eisen Show.
6: Yeah, maybe that should be it. Wrong drop, Belly. Where's the one that says it's my show, damn it? Oh, my gosh. My point is, anyway, I'm just all here Mm -hmm. for Mrs. Hill. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the bat phone.
1: Dog, will you refer to me as dog from no, now on? No, not. What if I request it?
6: Oh, I'm sorry. No, that, <laughs> that just feels icky. Take that offline. You know,
1: <laughs> and text, and text only. Oh my gosh.
6: But do, but honestly, but it is it, but, but it how, how great is that though? She was like, "Get your ass back in the game."
2: There you go. He's just looking for some TLC, and she gave him some hard love. I mean,
6: come oh, on. Men are such a... his ankle massage. two
2: more catches. Do you
1: know how many fantasy leagues she probably won with those two catches? Probably not. I don't also, know. Also, she
6: knows that the Dolphins need him to have yes. a multi-hundred-yard reception day in yes. order to win.
2: That's it. Yeah, he's the MVP of the league. We watched it last night. Well, that's it. go.
1: Check out Susie and, and Amy Trask with Dan Patrick on What the Football. I want to thank my guests, Tony Shaloub, Tom Verducci, and... Adam Driver, back to wrap up the show in a second.